Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the podcast Habla Chicos and Chicas, which means in English, we talk about everything boys and girls. My name is Eloisa. I will be speaking to you guys today on a topic that I think affects all of us, even at this moment, and that is on fear. So what can you expect about today's podcast is we will talk about the top 10 fears we have as humans. What gets affected by our fears? What are the truth and myths on fear? And how is this affecting your life and my life right now? Well, let's get started. First off, I want to apologize because I started my podcast in June of last year, 2021. And because of my job situation at the time, I didn't have time to actually continue on with the podcast. And here I am nine months later, um, starting my podcast again. So what you can expect from me from here on out is of me being more um, purposeful and more conscious. And you can expect more of my podcast to come out and not wait nine months for my next episode to come out. So here we are, you guys. Welcome and thank you for joining me on this um, second episode that I have and more to come. So fear. Who is dealing with fear? Well, I can say I am, (laughs) if not on a daily basis. So let's get started, you guys. Um, In um, Inc.com, the website, on March 3rd of 2022, there's an article called The Top 10 Fears That Hold People Back in Life. According to a psychotherapist, there's 10. So in this moment, think of like, what are the, let's say five, or the top 10 for you, you know, and we'll go through them and, you know, just keep a tally of which ones actually do affect you. Okay. The first one is change. All right, change to what? Change to a different lifestyle, change to a different job, career, change in your family dynamics. Who knows? Number two is loneliness. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Who has not feared this? Feeling lonely, you know? If you don't have friends around, if you don't have family around, maybe your pet passed away. Number three is failure. I believe like everybody has faced this or had the fear of failing, being a failure. Number four, rejection. Maybe rejection um, with your significant other, relationship, rejection at your job. You know, so many things, even as little children. Number five is uncertainty. Uncertainty, I think most of us have feared this, of what the future holds for us, right? Number six is something bad happening. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm one of that. I'm one of these people, you know, always thinking of what, what's going to happen, something that's going to happen because everything seems so perfect right now. We'll go more in depth with all this, you guys. But number seven, getting hurt. Come on, we're humans. We all have that of like getting hurt when you start a new relationship. Number eight. Being judged, goodness, I was actually shocked when I heard this one because, um, you know, in my family, I feel like, or culturally, that was one that my mom really like ingrained in our family and in me at least, being judged, you know, always being careful, but you do because you're be judged. 
Number, number nine, inadequacy. Inadequacy. And I feel like that hits pretty deep for lots of us when we think about it, you know, not being enough and whatever that is, you know, maybe a relationship, not being enough in your job and maybe losing your job and loss of freedom. And I was like, huh, what do you, what do you mean by loss of freedom? I was thinking maybe if that had something to do with relationships, but not really. Loss of freedom could be one, like if you don't want to take a certain job, that would probably pay well, but you know that if you take that job, that would mean you would have to work many, many hours or you would have to travel a lot or maybe get a different job that would take you away from um, the extra time that you do have. So as I mentioned, the top 10, you know, each one, I feel all of us have had one of these fears. Some of us may struggle more with some and others would say, well, I really don't have an issue with uncertainty. You know, it is what it is. But, you know, we all can say at least top five things that we do have fears about. Because we're human, you guys. It's okay to have fears. And I feel like as humans, we don't know what the future holds. And yeah, it's okay to have those fears. And you know, in this article, when I was reading a little bit more, it talked about a certain amount of fear can be healthy, but a problem that can cause fear is when it holds you back in life. So if you think about how you are right now, sitting, whatever you're doing right now, if you're in the car, or if you're at work, or if you're in your kitchen, whatever you are doing right now, you know, thinking of like, what is holding you back in life, you know, because of that fear? You know, is it fear of change of like, shoot, can I manage this new, maybe like changing careers or changing my job or, you know, rejection so many times, you know, it's so much easier, like not making new friends because what if they think I'm going to be weird <laughs> or having this relationship, you know, so many, uh, so many people are scared to even be in a relationship because you're going to get hurt, you know, they don't want to risk it. And bottom line, you know, like if it doesn't work out internally as human beings, we feel rejected. I wasn't good enough. Uh, being judged, like I said, I think that was something I really had a hard time with, being judged. Like, what are people going to think? Why does it matter what people think about you? What do you think about it? Why does it matter? You know, it's so ingrained in us. And, you know. It's one of those situations that, at least in my circumstance, I could say, is that the times I've heard things about me, they were never true, you know? And so many times, like, I would be judged about something, and they would say something that never even happened or, or I never did. So something that I've learned in my journey was, it doesn't matter what you do. You can be like Mother Teresa. And people are still going to judge you, you know, but it's easier said than done. Obviously, it's easier said than done for some people. And something bad's going to happen, you know. I feel like, you know, as I was small, I was a person that was very anxious as a little child. I don't know why, but I was very anxious. And hopefully I'm not the only one. <laughs> I mean, this being numbers, one of the top 10, obviously I'm not the only one. Something bad's going to happen. Like everything's going so great. 
And all of a sudden, like dooming sensation, like, shoot, something bad's going to happen because everything's going so great. Because we have to have fear. Like, it can't be good. Life can't be good. It's crazy, but that's the reality. Now, let's go a little bit deeper with all this. Um, if you could think, um, what, like, again, thinking of just the fears that you have, um, when I had put something down in my Instagram, somebody had mentioned that one of the things that they had was, or they were scared of one of their fears is going to die before doing all the things she wanted to do. All right. And yeah, I think. You know, nobody knows what our um, lifespan is in this in this world right now, right? Nobody knows. And I feel like there's a reason why we weren't given, like, you know, at the age that we are and say, hey, you only have 10 more years to live. You only have 40 more years to live. Because, like, it's not meant for us to know when we're going to die. The thing is, we don't know how much time we have. I'm a firm believer that I feel like we all have a purpose. And if we didn't have a purpose, we wouldn't be here on, in this world at this moment. If we're still here, there's a purpose for us. But the thing is, we may not know, right? But we know that we're here right now. Tomorrow, we will go to sleep today. We will wake up tomorrow, hopefully. <laughs> and if we do, we have one more day. And it goes on and on and on, okay? So if we go on and go a little bit more deeper with this, how does this affect us? Okay, how does this actually affect us? How and where do you feel that fear has affected your life? Again, just thinking about it, how does this affect your life? I mean, I can go on and on and on. And I'll talk a little bit about myself here so then you guys can have an understanding. But something for you is to just think about as well for you. Um, you know, we all dreamed of what we want to we wanted to be when we were young right you maybe in your mind thought you were going to live in new york you're going to live in california you wanted to be a ballerina i don't know you know but we all have these things or you know we wanted to become doctors lawyers um i don't know public relations work in that area i don't know what it is but Something has maybe stopped you, something that we call fear, from pursuing that, you know? And going back a little bit to the top 10 is um, uncertainty, failure, change, inadequate, you know? These are all things that are affecting us because of fear. You know, maybe you haven't decided to, like, change your jobs or to do something in your life. Because of the fear, you don't know what's going to happen. What if it doesn't work out? Hmm? Relationships, right? That's another thing. You don't want to, you know, you're, so many people I know have gotten hurt. Everybody has their own story, right? But what happens is, you know, some people have gotten hurt um, in their love life. You know, they have trusted so much and they've trusted the wrong people and they've gotten hurt. So lots of people have their guard up, you know, and are not willing to trust, but because of that fear. And when you do that, you're missing out because 
you're not giving the chance to maybe the person that does deserve to get to know you because you're scared you're going to get hurt. The fear is there so that you close yourself off. Relationships with your family, relationships with, you know, other friends because you're scared that, you know, they may judge you. You may not have the perfect background. You know, maybe you come from a rough family and you may feel like you're inadequate, that you don't meet that that type of friends, you know, because, you know, they have it all put together. So you think nobody has it put together, but we make these stories up and say like, yeah, they're just going to think I'm crazy or family, whatever that is. Fear is affecting our relationships too, because many times we have our guards up because we're scared. And it's better to just have our little boundaries, put our little walls up. And you know what? Because of my fear, nobody's going to hurt me anymore. Jobs. You know, we have this job. This works, you know, so many times. And my past job, you know, you would say, hey, good morning. How are you doing? Living the dream. You know, so many times I hear that I'm living the dream. And, you know, it's being sarcastic. And I'm thinking, like, so what are you doing about it? What are you doing about that? Maybe you're in a job that you're not happy in. You know, and I can't think of the statistics right now, but I know it's a high number of people that are in jobs that they're not happy. But what are you doing about it? Because of fear, you don't go for that bigger, bigger job because you're scared that you're inadequate. Or, you know, you don't have all the knowledge. You're not as smart as somebody that went to Harvard or Stanford because only people from the corporate world that are, like, working in the corporate world are people that have had a GPA a 4.0 and higher. We say, we make up these stories, and that's stopping us from maybe having our job because. You know, we're, 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 we have fear. And it's crazy when you start thinking about or me verbalizing it. But maybe you don't have your dream. You haven't applied for that job because of the fear that if you apply, they may not call you. Or maybe they, you go for the interview and you're all excited and they don't hire you. So where's your life at right now? When you think of all these things, I mean, these are just a small number of things how fear has affected our lives. My life, I include myself in it too. All right, as a child, you know, and you can think of things as a child. What were what were things that you were fearful of? When I was thinking and working on this podcast of the, you know, what we're going to be talking about today, I was thinking of things I had as a child. The fears that I had as a child did not completely different. At that time, I was so scared that my parents would have an accident. If my parents had an accident, what was going to happen to me and my siblings? Where were we going to be going to? We were going to get separated. How would we manage? How would my, I have a younger brother, and I would think, like, what's going to happen to my brother if he is separated from us? I was worried that every time we'd go on vacation or we'd go to the mall, that I would get lost, 
that was my fear. So I'd always grab on to my brother. I'm not sure if he remembers if he listens to this podcast. I would always grab on to him because I thought if we'd get lost, we're getting lost together and he's not going to get lost by himself. Other fears I had was parents divorcing. You know, when my parents argued, I always felt like, what if they get divorced? What's going to happen? Like, I'm not going to see my dad anymore. And another one that I had was being raped. I was always scared of that. And I mean, those were my fears as a, as a child. Who can relate to these? If you start thinking of just like, you know, thinking of your childhood, these were the fears that you had. And now as an adult, you know, as an adult, obviously my fears have changed. And um, I'm, I'm a little bit of an anxious person, you guys, I'll be honest. I'm a little anxious sometimes. And one of the fears was um, of a career change. I had a job that I really liked. Um, I was an accounting clerk. They paid me good. They paid, they paid me good. Um, they were super flexible with my vacation if I needed to leave because one of my kids were sick. Super flexible, but I kept on doing that job and I had it to the neck. Like that job, I ended up doing the job of two people and I had it to the T. And I kept on thinking to myself, this is all I'm going to do in my life. This is the job I'm going to have. Again, there was nothing wrong with that job. It was great. It was a good job. And I had a decision to make. Stay in that job that, you know, I knew how much I was going to be making month weekly. I knew that I was set. I knew that they loved me there and I knew the job, but I decided to make a career change. And at my age of 27 years old, I decided, you know what, I'm going to be a nurse. And I decided to go for nursing school, even though everybody told me, even the librarian at the college, when I told her I was going for nursing, she's like, oh, good luck. That's a hard career. I know it's really hard, all the studying you have to do. I wish you the best. And so many people that I would hear that would say, oh, my goodness, you know, so-and-so, their daughter went to college and they graduated, but they haven't been able to become nurses because they didn't pass the NCLEX. And on and on, all these stories. And if I would have let my fear get in, in the way, I wouldn't have become a nurse. And during that time, I did struggle. I did struggle because I did have the fear of change. Was it going to like it? Am I going to like it? Failure. What if I didn't pass my nursing classes? The uncertainty of who's going to hire me and am I smart enough to be a nurse? You know, and you can relate this to whatever you are doing, like just your career. Another one is like my marriage. I was in a marriage. I got married at 19. And you know, when, when I got married, if I'm honest, it wasn't how I expected it to be. Um, when I was 19, I thought differently. I was okay with certain things. And at the age of 37, I wasn't the same 19-year-old. Uh, education had changed me. My career had changed me. And I'd become a different person. And I would think so many times internally, like, 
this is not the marriage I wanted, or this is not how marriage should be. And I was there, I would internally think these things to myself and say, it's not normal to be in a marriage and just talk maybe two hours in a whole week. Like you should be my best friend, maybe not my best friend, but somebody that I could, that would be my companion. And there's many things I just, um, you know, some emotional abuse in the situation, but in my marriage, it looked great from the outside world, but I had lots of anxiety and I kept on thinking like, if I decide to leave this marriage, it would be because I decide to leave, not because he decided to leave, but because I decided to end it. And I did worry of like being lonely, the failure that I didn't decide to marry and know that I was going to get a divorce rejection by so many especially in my culture because I mean it's seen it's seen not good to like divorce especially for a woman to divorce if she hasn't been cheated on or hasn't been physically um, assaulted by their by their spouse and you know I just I just wasn't cutting like the box of the Mexicana you know that sticks it out and is is there I wasn't okay with it. That was not why I wanted my marriage to be. And I just, you know, but because of fear, I could have stayed there. And just recently, I was in a job that I liked, but it was taking too much of my time. It was emotionally draining. It was mentally draining. But I was there. And I was taking care of my patients and I loved it. I love my patients. But the atmosphere was just too much for me. And I was scared to leave. And I feel like I stayed there longer than why I should have because of fear. If, I, if I'm being real, it was a fear of if I move, go to a different job. And what about if I hate it? Or what about if I can't? be adequate enough to be a good nurse so what do I do now I've left and I told them I'm going somewhere else do I come back like you think of all these things and it happens to me you know and I'm sure it's happened to you and you can think of all these stories as well and you know all this stuff I hope that, you know, through this podcast, I can help you guys and give you a different mindset. Um, I love to think (laughs) I'm such a people watcher and I am just very observant. But I feel like for me, since I became a nurse, life changed for me. I see life so differently because I take care of sick patients. I was an oncology nurse. So, you know, many patients would be, um, would be called, would be cancer free. Some people, well, yeah, some would go into remission and some people had metastatic and only had years or months to live. So I saw things so differently since that happened. And, you know, there was a time and right now, actually, I'm working night shift. Um, So something happens. 
when the patient is alone in their bed, family's not around, and you have thoughts to yourself to think. And we all know how our mind works. And hopefully I'm not the only one, but my mind goes pretty wild. I call it the crazy, crazy machine, because if I let it go, oh my goodness, you guys, my mind could do a novel of so many things. <laughs> and many times it's more negative than positive of all the bad stuff that can happen. So many times I would be taking care of my patients and they have this nurse that they've had for only like 12 hours or maybe for two days. And then I would go in in the middle of the night. And so many times I was able to like the perks of working night shift. Sometimes you have a little bit more downtime because you don't have that many people or that many um, colleagues around like physical therapy, occupational therapy, physicians, you name it. And I had the privilege of being able to sit down with patients and just talk to them. You know, if they were just diagnosed with cancer, or were just told you have two months to live, or there's nothing else we could do, or they went to surgery and had to bring them back because they couldn't proceed with the surgery because it was worse than what they actually expected. And something that I re- noticed is. Lots of the patients regretted not the things they did, but the things they didn't do. Okay, let me repeat that one more time. The patients wouldn't regret what they did. They regretted what they didn't do. Something that they didn't think about a day before. But things changed once they were told. Your life is coming to an end. That is when their mindset and this came up to them. So how would you react if right now somebody told you, you only have 48 hours to live? How would you feel? What would you do differently? What's the first thing that came up to your mind when I said that? What would you do? How would you feel knowing you only have 48 hours to live? You know, obviously I would be like one to go like hug, tell everybody I love them, the people that mean so much to me. But looking back at your life and seeing all the things you didn't do because of your fear. And I, I, I get it, you guys. You may think like, come on, Eloisa, stop. Come on. Let's be real. Like, fear is a thing. And I get it, you guys. I really do get it. Because I can tell you, I have fear as well. I do. But this is a good topic for us to talk about. And just bring it out there, right? But I have good news. I have good news, you guys. So what are the truths and the myths about fear? So what are they? One is if you pay attention to all your fears, if you start writing down, let's say tomorrow you decide to write down 
What are your fears for the day? Things that just pop up. If you think about it, the fears that you have are never mild. It's always severity. If you have abdominal pain, at least this happens to nurses. It happened a lot in in oncology where I used to work at. I'd have pain and all of a sudden it's like, oh shoot, I hope I don't have like a stomach cancer. We go straight to that. It wasn't like, oh, maybe I had acid reflux. Oh, no, 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 no. We'd go to the most severe. And that happens with many things of our fears that we have. We go to like full blast to what's the worst thing that can happen. So next time you have a fear, think about that. Think about that. That it's like the fear is never something small. It's always huge. And imagination that we have. You know, the imagination, the crazy mind of ours. Like I said, I could do a novel if I let my mind go. And the imagination, our brain does amazing things if we let it. Positive or negative. You know, we're going to go on vacation. If you have kids, the fear of every mother is like, if they get sick on vacation, right? But we never think like, if the kid gets sick, what can you do about it, right? We're worried about that. We're worried about um, if I hate my job, like the job, if I change jobs, if what if I hate it? Or let's say I decide to date somebody or, or yeah, date somebody. What happens with that relationship? Or you decide to like be friends with somebody, start this relationship as friends. We worry about that and we let our imagination go and we think like, you know, what about if they cut us down, cut us off and ghost us? What about if I have this job and I do horrible and then they fire me? What about if my child gets sick on vacation? So when you think of the truth in this, we think of the severity. We've already talked about that. And the imagination, which we just went through. Number three is problem solving. So what you need to do is now that you have realized that your imagination does wonders and you go to extremes, when that happens from here on out, you need to like have a problem. You have to problem solve it. That's just how it is in life. If we didn't do something about our fears or things that happen day-to-day basis, we wouldn't be here, you guys. We wouldn't survive. So, like, let's say this happens. Let's say you go on vacation, your kid gets sick. Are you going to let your kid sick to stay there, just sitting or just laying in bed? No. You're going to go get medicine because you have to solve that. You have to go get medicine, or maybe you need to take them to urgent care because you're on vacation and figure out what's going on. If you change jobs, let's just say, I'm just saying, because it happens, you go to a different job because you wanted to and you hate it. What's the worst thing that can happen? You hate it, right? Well, just like you applied for that position, you problem solve it and start looking for a different job. So when it's time, You can transfer if possible or find a different job, a job that makes, gives you passion and you love. And you can do that. A relationship. Hey, let's say 
you start you you find this chick this girl and she's amazing she's great she has all the qualities and you're like yeah you start dating and you're like hey this is not what i signed up for she's a little cray cray or you know you meet this guy and it's just like maybe he's ocd and you're like you know you're type b you just go with the flow like i am that doesn't work for you that's okay what do you do about it you know say hey it's been great meeting you and we move on let's just be friends or you know many times many times you know if you're in a relationship you have these friends you know i am a firm believer that there's seasons in our life there's seasons and maybe the friend that was serving you two years ago now she brings lots of negativity to your to your life and just lots of not a good mojo every time you're with her after she leaves she just stresses you out more you feel more drained so what do you do you have to let that go you know so you shouldn't cut yourself off from meeting people if it's like in relationship as friends or if it's like you know if you want to have a boyfriend girlfriend husband wife whatever that situation is don't cut yourself off you know if it doesn't work out you got to do something about it if it's not bringing you joy but the truth is to any fear you can fix you can do something about it most of the time right <laughs> something that i heard was when you have when you have a problem you have to think and i think that since i heard this it's been so helpful for me is that if something happens one of my fears if i have a fear i have to put that in perspective let's say fear has just gone overboard right i'm working on my novel here and i have this fear i have to think okay if this would happen this fear that i have would happen can i solve it could i fix it could i do something about this this fear that i have well if i if i can do something about it great then i'm not going to worry about it anymore and what about that fear that i have i can't do anything about it like this is what's probably going to happen like once like that fear if it does happen what can i do about it i can't do anything about it right so i'm not going to worry about it so in my mind when the fear pops up i just think can i fix it can i do something about it or can i not if i can't i let it go i just let it go so you know these are just like some things some myths about it but something that i saw that i was like oh my goodness like i remember hearing about this but i had a little bit forgotten about it <laughs> subconsciously but in um an article by psychology today that was written on january 1st of 2020 and it and the title of this was why every one of your fears is a lie and in this article it said 90% of the time your fear is lying to you about the bad things that are going to happen so 90% you guys it's not 10% it's not 20% we're talking 90% of the time the fears that we do have do not happen 
Do you understand that? 90%. That is insane. So if you can think of that, like any fear that you have, 90% of the time it's not going to happen. I do remember like when I was pregnant, like I said, you guys, I do get, I am a little anxious and I am a fearful person. So this has definitely helped me and I've applied it and I will continue to apply it. When I was pregnant with my second child, with my son, I was so afraid that something that he was going to have a handicap. I was having these nightmares where I was waking up and that he had something. I could never remember what in these in these nightmares I was happy having. I would just wake up and have them. And I was just like panicking. Those nine months, I was freaking out because I was worried that my son was going to have something like a handicap. Granted, if he would have, I would have loved him. I would have like done the best as a mom, obviously, with its struggles, like motherhood does to us, um, with its struggles, joys and struggles. And for those nine months, I had so much anxiety, worried about my child, because I felt that this child was going to have a handicap. I didn't know what, but in my mind, I thought this child had that. And I worried so much, so much. And for those nine months, there I was. Once I had that baby, you better believe it. First thing I asked my husband at that time was like, how is he doing? Is he okay? Is he okay? I was freaked out because in my mind, I knew my child had something. Did my child have something? No. No. My child didn't have anything. And at that moment, when I knew that his vitals were okay, that my child looked good, my child was responding, breathing, crying. I had a big sigh of relief and calmness, knowing that my child was okay. Now, thinking about it, that was nine months of pure torture to myself. The doctor didn't tell me there was any risks in my pregnancy, worries, concerns, but in my mind, I was convinced. And that's just something to let you know that that's how our mind works. And I know I'm not the only one. If you think about it, you guys are the same. So like I said, when fear pops up to you, remember that fear or the fears that we have, 90% of our fears will not happen. And when you have those fears, you have to remember those fears never go to mild. They always go to the extreme. Our imagination goes wild to the wild, wild west. So when that happens, problem solve. Think of it. Can you do something about it? If it would happen. But just know the likelihood of that happening is so slim. So, so slim. <laughs> so thinking about it and going through all this and just talking to you about what has happened to me, you know, is just realizing and taking care of my patients is we have one life. So they say, 
there's only one life. You know, if we had the life of nine cats, so be it. Let's just let this one be done and over with and get ready for the next one. But we only have one. What did you want when you were a child? When you think about it, when you were small, what did you want? You know, you see the children now, if you go to any playground, the kids are happy, having a great time, not worried about what are they going to eat? What are they going to drink? Do they have a coat? They have no fears because in their mind as children, they don't have fears. They really don't have many fears if the bare minimum is going to be done. If you ask a child when they're young, when they're four or five years old, what do you want to do when you grow up? Some of them will tell you ballerinas. Some may say doctors. Some may want to be dancers. Just to name a couple of things. Why? Because the child trusts themselves. They have no fears because they know things will be taken care of. They don't fear anything. But yet, as we transition from childhood to teenage years and adulthood, something happens that the fears pop in and for some more than others. So, you know, you have to think about that stuff. You really do have to think about that stuff. What happened to us? How did we think when we were small? And here you are, if you're a teenager, if you're in your 20s, in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 80s, I don't know, whatever, whatever age you are. But if you let fear take over your life, that could be taken away from so much in your life. Life that could be different if you would just be willing to go for it in life. I had an aha moment. I found myself this last year in the airport. I can't remember what airport it was, if it was O'Hare, um, but I found myself going through the airport. Um, I had one of my peacoats, long peacoats wool. It's a very pretty color, by the way. It's like a fuchsia color, purple color and I love it and I was going through the airport with one airpod on because I still wanted to listen to like just my surrounding and here I am with my luggage going through um, the airport and just seeing everybody the people around me and I'm just walking myself at the time just going to my gate that I needed to go I stopped got myself coffee and I ended up buying myself something to eat as well like a dessert or something because I'm one that to eat like snacks but that's beside the point here I am going through the airport and I saw myself not sure why but I just popped in like the image of myself when I was 21 years old at the airport for the first time. First time I had traveled. And at that time I had my daughter, my firstborn. She was a month and I was in the airport. At that point, I was breastfeeding. 
I was like trying to calm my child down because she was colicky. First time she was traveling, first time I was traveling. And I looked like crap. <laughs> Anybody that's been a mom, you understand. One month year old, I felt like crap. Um, and I had come back by that point. I had come back because I had gone to Mexico with my mom. And it was a disaster because I shouldn't even have traveled at that time with my baby because it was so cold. Um, but here I am, like struggling with my daughter. And I just felt like hopeless at that moment because hormones or whatever you want to call it. And that picture popped up in my mind when I was traveling last year. And I was like put together and I almost wanted to cry of emotion and just like all this nostalgia that was just going through my body and realizing at 21, there I was with my child and here I am at 40, at 40 years old and got my shit in order, you guys. I was just like, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, universe, because my life could have been so different if I would have decided to let fear take over me. I would not have, financially, I would not be in the situation I am if I would have decided not to be a nurse. Because I let my fear down, I decided to listen to my gut and become a nurse. I have been able to financially be okay as a single person and a mom of two and still be able to travel, still go on concerts, go out with my cousins, go out with my friends and have a good time and still have my own home and vehicle. If I would have decided because of my fear stay in that marriage because maybe I would be lonely the rest of my life or fear that I would be judged or fear of change or uncertainty because I'm a person that likes to have everything programmed and planned. I had my children planned when I wanted to have them. As crazy as it sounds, I am all about sales. I bought my pregnancy clothes for my second child because I felt that I would be pregnant by a certain time and I would be able to use that pregnant, those pregnancy clothes from Old Navy at that time. That's how much I was a planner. And I let my fear down as much as that marriage, that man was my husband. I decided. I'm going to follow my gut. This is not the marriage I want. This is not a healthy marriage for me. He deserves to be happy. Yes, he does. But that is not with me. I deserve so much more. And I'm not willing to stay in this marriage because of all these fears that I had. I decide I'm done. I'm doing this. And I did it. And I think life would have been so different if I would have just stayed in that marriage. I would have been probably very unhappy. And I'm not saying I'm for divorce. I am one that I don't believe divorce should happen. But I do know sometimes it needs to happen 
when you've done everything possible. And that was my case. And at that moment, like I said, last year in the airport, I was just emotional and just thinking how much Eloisa had evolved from being 21 with a child to being a professional, a nurse, and totally killing it professionally. I feel like I'm a good mom. And I just, right now, as I'm thinking about it, I have goosebumps and how blessed I am in my life and how life could have been so different if I would have let, again, my fears take over. And again, you know, we don't know uncertainty. Again, I feel lots of our fears is uncertainty. That's the main thing, uncertainty. If I could tell you, if we had a genie right now telling us, you know what? So-and-so, if you do this, it's going to be successful. If you get this job, it will be successful. If you have that relationship, it will be successful. If you buy that house, it will be successful. If you put so much money into the stock or whatever it is, it will thrive. Whatever it is, or if you start this business, you will do amazing. We'll become a millionaire. Would you doubt it? Or would you just go for it? I can guarantee you if all of us knew that whatever is stopping us from doing whatever it is, if it's a business, a relationship, job change, Whatever it is, if we knew we were going to succeed doing it, everybody would do it. We would all do it. That is the thing that we don't know. But you know what? We all have this gut. I am a firm believer that we all have these instincts. When something's off or when you're like, yeah, I feel this. I'm feeling this. This is what I should do. And we should trust ourselves. That's why I feel like, don't, I'm not saying go rush, go rush. Take, take the time. But you have to think and evaluate. Okay, am I, is this stopping me because I'm just scared because this is my fear popping up all over the place? Or is this like, is this my instinct, my gut telling me this is not right? Two different things, you guys. Two different things. Now, Again, going back, how is this affecting you in your life now? If you think about whatever it is, everybody's in different seasons in life. There's different things that are happening to us. I don't know what you're going through. Everybody's life is different. So whatever situation you're in, how is it affecting you now? Fear. But something you need to think about is Having regrets, again, if you knew you have 48 hours, would you regret anything that you didn't do? Mm. (laughs) That's a hard one, isn't it? Well, that's the truth. But what I can tell you is sometimes we need to take risks. I'm not saying being drastic and going crazy. But sometimes it's so worth it and you should do it. What fears are you having that's stopping you? Well, you guys, I'm almost finishing up here. And I just want to tell you 
that I had a patient that she had cancer and was metastatic, meaning that she had it all over her body. I took care of her. I had taken care of her five years ago when she was inpatient. And then I was able to take care of her one second time in a different occasion. And this patient, again, at nighttime, when it was just her and me, her husband and her daughter had gone home for the day. She had decided that she was going to go hospice. So the next day she was going home to die. And as I talked to this patient, she told me, I hope you're I hope you find what you're looking for, Eloisa. And I told her, thank you so much. I said her name and I said, it's been a pleasure taking care of you. And I want to say thank you so much because you have been an angel to me. Her life, how she embraced it. I don't know how. (laughs) I don't know how. But she told me something. I've I've had an amazing life. I've had a good husband that took good care of me and loved me. And I'm not scared of dying. My kids are fine and they'll be fine. She's like, I'm ready to go. She knew she was going to die. I left that night saying, thank you so much. It's been great seeing you. And it's been great knowing you. And I feel we will see each other one day in the future. Take care of yourself. And we said bye. She left that day and died 48 hours at her house. She left with such peace. I don't know how her life was, but she at that moment, knowing she was going to die, had no regrets. So I end this podcast today with you guys, letting you know They say, there's only one life. What are you doing with that? Don't let fear take over and stopping you from thriving. Having this beautiful life, however that looks like for you. So I leave that with you. 90% of our fears will not happen. And the 10% that do happen, We really, you have to think, can you do something about it or can you not? (sighs) Take a deep breath, you guys. I hope this podcast has helped you as much as it's helped me. And I leave off saying and dedicating this podcast to two patients, the one I just mentioned and the one that just died as well. I hope as a nurse and this podcast can inspire you to see life differently and think differently. We shouldn't take each day for granted. If you're here, you have a purpose. If you wake up tomorrow, you have a purpose. And don't let fear take over and enjoy life and take those risks. Well, for my end, I'm going to say bye today. It's been a pleasure. And again, like I said, I will be more purposeful and we will do more podcasts. Tell me what you think about today's podcast. It's been a pleasure, everybody. I love you guys all. And until next time.